There are things in this world that science cannot explain. Entities and forces that defy human comprehension. There are relics that can turn even skeptics into believers. Pieces of a puzzle with apocalyptic implications. These items are stored in a once secure location. Watched over and studied by scholarly defenders. Mystery fills the air. And terror stalks the halls in... The Scarab Archives. You have one new message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. End of messages. Okay, this might be a big one, so let's just jump right into it. Wait, before we get into that, aren't we going to talk about, you know, it? It? Yes, it. Well, this hardly seems the time for a literary discussion, but if you insist, I find it to be an enjoyable novel, though I am partial to needful things myself. No, you idiot. I'm talking about the intern. Oh, yes. Uh, that was unfortunate. Um, unfortunate? Is that all you can say? Well, what else is there to say? I wasn't the one who wanted to start sending kids down here again. Gilbert, you knew that the vault was dangerous. Why on earth did you let her go inside? And what was I supposed to do, Miss Clark? Throw my keyboard at her, perhaps? You know, you've been hanging around East too much. You could have at least said something. Dr. East has instructed me not to interact with any of the interns. What? Come on, East. They could be spies. Do you want to just hand over the secrets of the archives to the Order on a silver platter? God, you're so paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I'm cautious. Something you could try a bit of yourself. Look. You'd be a bit paranoid, too, if you dealt with some of the things I have recently. One minute you're happily working away, the next you're doing your best Dr. Seuss impression and dealing with a voice in your head. <laughs> it isn't funny. <laughs> Look, can we just get to the item? It deals explicitly with Emil Lazarus. <laughs> okay, okay. Arguing with voices in your head. In rhyme, no less. Enough. Let's begin. Case file E-510. Designation, the bear. The bear is approximately 12 inches tall and 4 in width. The toy's fur is black and matted, betraying its rather old age. The nose is plastic and the eyes are sewn on buttons, all black. The only color on the piece is the vibrantly red ribbon around its neck. The bear shows little exterior wear and tear and is still quite full of stuffing. Again, a rarity given this piece's age. The bear's full history is unknown, but it enters the Lazarus family history in the mid-1950s. 
As previously notated, the Lazarus family had fallen from the most prestigious and respected toy makers in all the world to the owners of a single failing shop in New York City in almost record time. Following his father's death, Vladimir Lazarus immediately gifted his inherited property to his younger brother, Emil. Despite his best efforts, Emil simply could not turn the business around, and soon the specters of bankruptcy and failure began to circle the brightly lit facade of Lazarus Toys. Why did the business fail so badly? According to these notes, the secret of the family's success was something called the Lazarus Touch. It was said that any toy made by a member of the family was, and I'm quoting directly from a review here, imbued with a strangely warm and wonderful kind of life. They would even use this touch on older toys, allowing them to be passed down for generations. Hmm, there's that Lazarus touch again. So what was the problem? The 50s, and the consumerism boom. People didn't want to pay Lazarus prices to restore old toys when they could just get all new toys for a fraction of the price. About a year after offloading the albatross on his baby brother, Vladimir was summoned to the store the night before Halloween 1951. Emil explained that he was out of money and begged his brother to rejoin the family business. Vladimir refused, and the two parted bitterly. How could you possibly know all that? Uh, from Emil's journals. They were found at a rummage sale in the late 80s. Okay, but how did you get them? Gilbert, how long have you had that file saved? Since my initial foray into the mainframe, Miss Clark. Were you just not going to tell me? No, I mean, I was, just when the time was right. Dr. East, need I remind you that we're supposed to trust each other? Isn't that what this was all about? It's not about trust. It's about... I mean, it... It's... <sighs> You're right. I'm sorry. Here. Have a look. Thank you. So, according to this, the same night as falling out with his brother, uh, Emil found a decrepit old teddy bear by the front door of the store. Uh, he brought the toy in and was amazed at how good the quality was despite its exposure to the elements. Looks like his last note in the journal says that if ever a toy deserved a second chance, it's this one. I can tell that there's something different about it. And that's it. There's no further entries... Just a series of indecipherable scratches and lines. Not indecipherable. Right, I forgot. We have our trusty living computer program. I take it that means you finished analyzing them. Yes. And? It is the same word repeated over and over again. Seven lines overlaid six different times. It says trapped. Trapped? What does that mean? No idea. Just like I have no idea how the journal and the bear came into the possession of the Lazarus Foundation. There's no record of anyone actually acquiring either piece. They've just always been here, I guess. Well, according to the bear's case notes, that was the last time anyone ever saw Emil Lazarus. It looks like he vanished at some point in the night, as the creditor who came to call the next morning discovered. And after that, there's just nothing. No record of what happened to Lazarus Toys. Not even an address as to where it was located. And then at some point, the bear just found its way down here. Please don't say things like that. I know it's just a figure of speech, but I've been down here long enough that the idea of a teddy bear just strolling in and taking a seat on a shelf is disturbingly plausible. 
Further examination of the Emil files in the mainframe show that someone, probably a high-ranking official in the Lazarus Foundation, has been trying to ascertain the exact location of Lazarus toys for the past several decades. Interesting. I wonder what could be there that would garner such interest. I mean, why all the mystery? It's probably a lost cause anyway. It was likely demolished in the years after Emil's disappearance. Let me take another look at this case file. These notes are so sparse. No record of noted paranormal activity, no history of injuries or deaths. There's no conceivable reason that the bear should even be here in the archives. There isn't even a determination as to whether it's connected to any of the open case files. There's just this note here at the end saying that, under no circumstances, is the bear to be removed from the premises. It is strange, and I hate to point this out, but are you really the best one to be determining authenticity here? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you did let the ring back out into the world. And on that note, I think we're done here. I'll just take this and put it back where we found it. East, I'm sorry. That was out of line. You're right. It was. And I... What the devil? What? I don't know how I could have missed this. Missed what? What is it? Here, look. There's an old-fashioned crank in the back of the bear. Like some kind of wind-up mechanism. But... But there's no mechanical pieces to the bear. Here, feel it. It's just stuffing. What the hell is this? Perhaps you should turn it. <laughs> oh, I disagree. I've had enough of things down here talking to me. I know where this goes. Oh, come now, Hadley. Nothing ventured. It's a stuffed bear. What's the worst that could happen? My god, you really are the worst person to be running things down here. Well, you'll have my job soon enough. Now, without further ado... Hello, my name is Charlie. I'm a very silly bear. Please excuse my matted fur and the bloodstains in my hair. Oh, I hate it already. I have just the cutest nose and buttons for my eyes. But squeeze my paw, boys and girls, and you'll get a sharp surprise. Wow. Toys back in the day were intense. Don't be fooled by this shell. Okay. Now I'm hating it too. Did it just... You two are so funny. Digging into things you can't possibly understand. Wait. This isn't... Not the Endless. Oh, I envy that one. At least he isn't trapped in this plane, sealed within this useless vessel. Oh my god, it's actually talking to us. This is the skeleton all over again. No, no, this is perfect. Listen, um, Charlie, you were the last person, uh, bear, to see Emil Lazarus. What happened to him? Ah, uh, the toy man. He was so sad, so desperate to help. He was so sure that he could fix me. He wished only to do good. What happened, Charlie? Oh my god, I'm talking to a teddy bear. 
You make the same mistake the toy man did. He thought I was just a bear too. Thought I was just a toy. He had no idea what his little power would do to me. What it would enable me to do to him. What did you do to him? Like I said, he only wished to do good. So let me guess, you granted his wish? I don't grant wishes. <laughs> Not really. The scholar should know that better than anyone. Wait. She only wished to be taken seriously by you. Do you take her seriously now, scholar? No. Y you can't. There would be a note here if you were- East, focus. But- Emil Lazarus wished to do good. What did you do? I... fixed him. You killed him. Trapped him. Trapped him? Trapped him where? Where is Emil Lazarus? Baby face. Baby face. Baby face. <laughs> Baby face. Baby face. Is it over? Look, there's... There's no hole. It's like the crank just... Just appeared. Matter manifesting from nothing. Phenomenal supernatural powers. It must be... Must be what? The corruption. The corruption of the innocent. Open case file 02. Wait, you're... You're saying that we have one of the five great evils right here in front of us? It all adds up. The lack of notes, the instructions to not let it leave. The book states that the corruption is trapped in our plane in small, unassuming objects like jewelry and toys. But I don't... It knew about Isabella. It... it caused her death. I should... No, no, East, don't... don't touch it. What? Something about you woke it up, or set it off. Let me take it back into the deeper archives. If this thing is the corruption, then it needs to be where nobody can get to it easily. You go ahead and take that crank and get it to analysis. Uh, right. Of course. Are you alright, Dr. East? I'm... I'm fine. I just don't like being reminded that I let a piece of unfathomable evil out into the world. We all make mistakes, Dr. East. Remember, you are talking to a man who got himself digitized. <laughs> Fair point. Gilbert? Yes, Dr. East? The day that intern died. Was Hadley here in the archives? Yes. In point of fact, she was the one who found the body. Why? It's probably nothing. Listen, I'm heading home. 
I got this weird package on New Year's Eve and I need to examine it more closely. Wait for Hadley to come back before you stop recording. Yes, Dr. East. Gilbert, where did East go? Home. Of course. That whole thing with the bear must have really spooked him. Hey, Gilbert. Did you hear anyone else in here the day that the intern died? No, just the intern. I wish I could have warned her that the vault has a history of closing by itself. That's just it, Gilbert. It appears the vault didn't actually close by itself. There were fresh handprints on the outer door, so someone else was definitely down here. Someone killed that intern. Do you suspect someone? Miss Clark? Gilbert, stop recording. Yes, Miss Clark. The Scarab Archives is a production of Lazarus Creative Company, featuring the voice talents of Thomas Crane as Dr. Delbert East, Megan Camp as Hadley Clark, the corruption of the innocent as Charlie Bear, and Gilbert Riles as himself. The Bear was written by Thomas Crane and edited by Megan Camp. For more on the Scarab Archives, follow us on Facebook. Join us again next time for The Plant, another sinister sojourn into the depths of the Scarab Archives.